Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That's a pretty dress, Mummy. Thank you, Wilhelmina. Is it for the wedding? Why, yes, it is. Would Princess Minzy have a dress like that? No, this one is nicer because the Queen has to have the best dress of all. I guess that's fair. Of course it is. Because Princess Minzy is the prettiest. What, darling? Daddy says Minzy would be riding a unicorn. Does he? Did you have a unicorn at your wedding, Mummy? No, just regular old horses. Oh. Was this before unicorns? Before unicorns? You know, in old people times. What's that supposed to mean? You're the queen, because you're married and you're old. Isn't it past your bedtime? I, Prince Bulwark, son of King Rockheart of Balgamar. I, Prince Bulwark, son of King Rockheart of Balgamar. Take thee, Princess Minzy, to be my lawful wedded wife. Take thee, Princess Minzy, to be my lawful wedded wife. To have and to hold. Who would have thought? Two warring nations find peace at last through marriage. Between two young people who actually love one another. Who would have thought? Ah, goodness, look at them. Takes me right back to our wedding. Our wedding wasn't quite this big. And this is just the rehearsal. Well, one has to put on a show for the foreign dignitaries, you know. Of course. I plight thee my troth. I, Princess Minzy of Farloria. I, Princess Minzy of Farloria. Take thee... Prince Bulwark, to be my lawful wedded husband. Take thee, Prince Bulwark, to be my lawful wedded husband. To have, to have and to hold, and for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, to death, to his pardon, their fine lady, my trough. I'm sorry. I just get so excited. I've been practicing for tomorrow. <clears throat> With this ring, I thee With wed. Well, I'm happy to see your darling niece is enjoying herself. I can't imagine a sweeter, more deserving girl. Can't you? Other than yourself, of course. Of course. Put in the allude to the Sultari. Alba, what are you doing? Just a bit of protective magic for your majesties. Something bad is in the air. <coughs> yes, I believe it's that horrid incense you've been waving around. A huge international event like this is a perfect target for someone with their eye on the kingdom and your heads. Magical security is already being taken care of by Mr. Crankle. Dr. Crankle? I know. You might as well put the Poacher's Guild in charge of the Royal Jackalope Sanctuary. Nonsense! The Sorcerer General has always been a... Always been a power-hungry, conniving rat. Since when are you a fan of his? I just think he deserves a fair shake, that's all. I'll give him a fair shake. Alba, 
Let's discuss this after the rehearsal. All right. But mark my words. There is an evil force lurking in the shadows to ruin the royal wedding. Well, we can hope. <clears throat> By appointment to the king and queen, Alba Salix, royal physician. Episode of the Sixth, Wedding Bells. Looking forward to the wedding tomorrow, your magnificent? I hate these ceremonies myself. I'll just be glad to see my youngest married off, the damn fool. Prince Borwalk seems like a fine lad, sharp as a hedgehog's backside. Always littering the place with his poetry and depressing us with his terrible songs. But luckily he's found love at last. Yes, I suppose. Minzy's a lovely girl. For a foreigner, I expect she'll measure up. Measure up? Mm, perform, you know. Make a man out of young bully. <laughs> he could use it. I see. She's a fine woman. Speaking of which, that queen of yours, foie! I beg your pardon! <laughs> she's pretty when she's angry. So prim and proper in public. I'll bet she's a real tiger in the old royal bedchamber. What? One happens to be standing right here, your magnificent. Too bad she hasn't been able to give you any male heirs. Well, uh, we should be getting on. Uh, we'll see you at dinner then, your magnificence. Mm, indeed. <laughs> Wear something low cut, eh? <gasps> well, I never... And you said nothing to defend me. Dear, the man has a whole army at our doorstep. It's best we don't wag our fingers in the face of the hungry dog of fate. Uncle Gunther, Aunt Parabelle. Oh, no. Uh, Minzy, how's my favorite niece? Uh, I'm in such a muddle. But I didn't mean to rush ahead at the altar, but I couldn't help it. Anything to get through it faster. Did you see Bully's face? When we got to the vows, he did that little thing where his lips get squinched up. I'm sure it was suitably adorable. And tomorrow, we get to do it all again for real. Yes, wonderful. I'm afraid I might just explode. <laughs> oh, please don't do that. Uh, speaking of tomorrow, I brought you this. <gasps> A necklace. Oh, Uncle, it's beautiful. The Gunther, darling. It was made for your grandmother, Queen Ursula. Oh, Uncle. Sweetie Bear, did you just... Give her my necklace. Oh, I love it so much. From our wedding? You haven't worn it since. I thought you didn't like it. What does that have to do with it? Thank you, Uncle G. You're welcome, Minzy. It'll go so nicely with my dress. It was sewn by mice, you know. Mice. Isn't it all just too perfect? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just too perfect. Color, asparagus green, black bile levels, 20.3, yellow bile, 72.3. Holly, do you really have to sing while you work? Yes, we fairies have music in our very souls. And candy floss in your very brains. Oh, Magnus, listen to you. It's a bright, sunny day, and tomorrow, Princess Minzy will get married to the Prince of Balgamar, and you, you're just the grumpiest thing on two legs. You're right, Holly. It's such a beautiful day to be stuck in the office at the House of Healing testing urine samples. So what are you doing inside? I'm 
brewing a cordial from the fruit of the rare Gesundafat tree. That's what all that mess in the laboratory is for? It's a gift for the prince and princess. Alba's gonna kill you. It's okay, it's nearly finished. Speak of the witch. Hi, Alba. Holly, where were you this morning? I could have used some help with my protective spells for the royal family. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot. I'm so sorry, Alba. How many good deeds do I owe you now? I lost count at 40. And for heaven's sake, will someone clean up this damned office? Was the rehearsal nice? I hear they're going to have fountains that pour out chocolate, custard, and strawberry jam. Gosh, I hope she's feeling all right. Duh. It's the wedding. But everyone loves weddings. There's cake and flowers and cake. That's just it. Remember? Her own lack of a happily ever after royal wedding? Huh? Don't you know how the king and queen got married? My memories from back then are a bit foggy. Okay. Once upon a time, when the king was still a prince, he got turned into a goat by an evil witch. Really? People came from all over the kingdom to see if they could cure him. They tried magic, acupuncture, hot baths. Nothing worked. And then, three sisters came to the palace. Did they cure him? The oldest one cast a spell, but it didn't work. The middle sister brought a magic flower from a far-off mountain, but that didn't work. Then the youngest one came over and kissed him, and he became human again. Oh, and that was Queen Parabelle? Yep. They got married a week later, but the older sisters were jealous because they'd failed. I guess they must have been. Poor Alba. Yeah, well, don't mention it to her. She's kind of touchy about it. Probably it was her last chance at scoring a husband or something. Holly, did you finish brewing that liniment for Mr. Wu? Working on it, Alba. I'm so sorry about your wedding. My wedding? Or, I mean, the fact you didn't have a wedding because you didn't cure the king that one time. Prince, I mean, who's now the king. Holly, I really do need that liniment. I understand. It can be tough making up for your own mistakes. I should know. Never mind, I'll make it myself. All this wedding business must be such a painful reminder of past trauma that you can't think clearly. Holly, I think you might want to leave the building while you still can. But I have to filter my cordial. What cordial? The one I've been making for the prince and princess. You mean the orange muck? I just poured down the drain? You just what? I threw it out. But, but I've been infusing that for 11 days. Do you know how hard it was to find ripe Gesunta fat fruit at this time of year? I can't make proper medicines when all the equipment in my laboratory is full of vile-smelling moonshine brewed by a brainless bumpkin fairy. Alba, that's, that's the meanest thing anybody has ever said to anybody. There's plenty more where it came from. Well... I'm not sorry about your non-marriage. I hope all your days are filled with regret and loneliness. And no cake! Ever! Boy, some people just have no tact. More wine, your magnificence? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. I wonder if we might get on to resolving the territorial dispute over the pointy lands. Mm, dispute? Well, uh, disagreement. Are you disagreeing with me? Difference of opinion? <laughs> what opinion? We propose to hand back the pointy lands to Farloria. Really? In exchange for which Balgomar will retain the right to extract any minerals and mystical energies from the surrounding lulines. But the coast is unstable there. The chances of a mystical accident... Are two million percent. Or two million to one. Something with zeros in it. Anyway, if it does blow up, in all likelihood, the wind will carry all the residue southward. Into Farlorian territory. Well, I dare say you lot are quite used to that sort of thing, what? We'd also like to see Balgamarian troops pull back from the River Twist. But we'd love to. Oh. In an ideal world, of course we would. We'd withdraw them all in a heartbeat. But, sadly, we live in a world of whatchamacallum. 
geopolitical instability. What? <laughs> a king needs armies. But do those armies have to be sitting on our border, Magnificent? They have to sit somewhere. Surely you have other borders to defend. Yes, but those are with our enemies. Not sure I get your meaning. If those Balgomarians have an army like that, poised to lay waste to Forloria at a moment's notice, they'll say to themselves, what terrible ruin could they wreak on us? Ah. They'll think twice about invading once they see how well we fortify ourselves against friendly nations. And, Gunther, my boy, I'd certainly call Balgomar and Forloria friendly nations, wouldn't you? Uh, of course, your magnificence. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. and by the fern, by the frond, and by the thorn, to honey sweet this water turn, by the first light of the morn. Oh dear, the roses are all going brown. Does that mean it's working? Perhaps flower charms are not your majesty's forte either. Uh, I thought flowers might help me to relax. As I have said before, I suspect that your majesty's natural predisposition is toward elemental magic. Well then. Do teach me some, Dr. Krangle. Of course. Uh, your Majesty, observe the steam from this teacup. Yes? Concentrate on the patterns it makes as it moves. It's rising? Indeed. Watch the currents as it rises and uh, forms itself into a small black cloud. Good heavens. Oh! Dear me! Was it supposed to do that? It may be safest to finish up your majesty's lesson for the day. I don't know what happened. Nervous tension may be a factor. Uh, to do perhaps with the royal nuptials tomorrow? Oh, no. Everything is wonderful. Everyone thinks the prince and princess are the most beautiful couple that ever walked the aisle. And Gunther's been kind enough to go through all my closets to save me the trouble of choosing gifts. Truly a grand day for our kingdom. To say nothing of its new allies. <gasps> Those Balgamarians have no respect at all. The things they say about me. I'm queen, for heaven's sake. But a queen, if your majesty will forgive me, who was born a commoner. The Balgamarians have little respect for any ruler not descended from a royal bloodline. The filthy brigands! Which is a worrying thought. If the Balgamarians were to consolidate their influence here in Farloria, they might decide our kingdom would be better ruled by Prince Bulwark and his new bride. Rule Farloria? Those little twerps? I fear so. And there would go your present majesty's heads. You really think they would kill us? Uh, they did it to Lord Barnsling. Oh, and the Duke of Norwexony. Something must be done. As you say, majesty, but where to begin? Well, between you and me, Dr. Crankle... I'm a little concerned about Princess Minzy's ears. Come again? Some feel they're too big. After the rehearsal, I'm sure I heard some of the Balgamarian royals chatting, and they were making the most unfortunate comments. Large ears are considered bad luck, apparently. Something about demonic rabbits. Well, when one marries one's niece to a foreign prince, one has to put up with 
foreign folk beliefs. So, do you think there's anything we can do for poor dear Princess Minzy? Did your majesty have anything in particular in mind? Dead? The princess is dead? I'm afraid so. Such a terrible thing. Her lady-in-waiting found her this morning. Parable, I'm so sorry. Gunther must be devastated. It was so sudden. I can't understand it. I can. This was lying beside the young lady's bed. An empty bottle of extract of croakweed. A deadly poison. Poison? Well, so much for all your protective spells, then. She must have taken it herself. Suicide? No. It would have had to have been a mistake. The magic would have kept anyone from poisoning Mincy deliberately, herself included. But where could she have gotten croakweed? Yes, where? Well, if you'll look closely, the bottle's label bears the seal of the House of Healing. What? Alba, you don't mean to say that you had something to do with it. How could I have? You poisoned the princess. Parabel, why would I do a thing like that? You never liked poor Minzy. Oh, whereas you loved her more than life itself. Perhaps her wedding was too much of a reminder of how you lost the chance to marry your own prince. That was nine years ago, Parabel. I think I'm quite over it, thank you. The question remains, how did the princess happen to obtain a bottle of deadly poison from the House of Healing? Yes, how? Oh, no. I didn't know. Honest. She came in dressed like a farm girl. I didn't know who she was. And you gave her the croakweed? How was I supposed to know it was poison? Did you happen to notice the great big skull on the side of the bottle? I was too busy trying to read Holly's handwriting. The kingdom of Valgamar demands that this witch and her ridiculous assistant be punished for this injury to our people. Hey, now... Injury to your people? The death of my son's bride-to-be. We demand that these two be not only hanged, but preferably drawn and quartered, and possibly roasted first. This witch happens to be the royal physician and sister to the queen. It matters not. Your Majesty, I'm sure there's an explanation for this. I need to examine the princess. Oh, in order to work some foul magic on the body, I'll wager. The royal physician may examine the princess. And her assistant? Silence! Wait! There's a pulse! You mean she's... It's very, very slow and faint, but there is a pulse. But she's cold as ice. And when we held a mirror to her face, there wasn't breath enough to make it fog up. Well, I have good news, Your Majesty. Princess Minzy is alive. <sighs> Thank heavens. But she's in a deep, deep sleep. Her pupils are dilated and there's a star in each of her eyes. Hmm. Meaning what? Meaning she didn't take croakweed after all. It was cloakweed. Magnus, you idiot! You've saved the day! Just doing my job. How long will she sleep for? If she drank an entire bottle at my usual strength? A hundred years. A hundred? Is there a cure? Oh! Your Highness! Bulwark! What are you doing here, boy? Oh, Minzy, my love! We have good news and bad news, Your Highness. So beautiful, even under this shroud of gloomy night eternal. Perchance... Might a kiss break the spell and restore to you your precious life? Your Highness, please don't disturb the patient. Nothing. Oh, Minzy, why must it end like this? Bulwark, pull yourself together. The princess still lives. Indeed, her soul resides now in heaven above, 
as doth her spirit in my heart. No, literally, your highness, she's still- But if our love cannot in this life, then mayhap in the next. Your highness! Stop it, boy! What's gotten into you? Farewell, oh queer world that might make- Oh cruel world that- Oh, hang it all! The failure to the end! I die! Bulwark! I die! Minzy, drat and fizzle, that hurt. You imbecile, she's alive. (laughs) Alive? I should simply let you expire and lay waste to this puny so-called kingdom. Father, please, no. No need for that. But I grow soft-headed in my old age. You, physician. Yes, your magnificence. How are you at healing foolish boys who have run themselves through with swords? It's quickly becoming my specialty. (laughs) I just couldn't believe she threw it away after all my work. You think you know a person, and then you find out you're actually thinking about a different person. A person who's mean and spiteful and gives other witches a bad name. I'm sorry to burden you with all this, Mr. Moth. You're such a good listener. Holly! Alva, what are you doing here? I need your help. What's that? You need a bumpkin fairy to stand around while you insult her and destroy her work? I'm sorry, Holly. I I shouldn't have done that. Even if you were getting on my nerves. See, I can't do anything right. Now stop it. I'm a bad fairy, and you, you are an evil witch. Holly, you've been working at the House of Healing for how many months now? Three. No, eleven. Do you mean human months? We've saved lives, Holly. We've helped a poor prince turn back into a frog. We've cured people of the shrieking cough and the flattened fifths. Do you call that evil? You lied to Jerome. You said he couldn't talk for a week or he'd die. I may have exaggerated a little. And you hit those two little kids and turned them purple. They tried to stick me in the oven, Holly. Because they were scared of you. And what about that constipation remedy you gave to the Lord Mayor? All right, all right. But does that in any way outweigh the good I've done? The good we've done for the people of this kingdom? No. But you went and threw out the cordial I've been brewing for a week and a half. I know. I'm sorry. Now I have nothing to give the prince and princess. Holly, you're a fairy. What does that have to do with... And they're a young, soon-to-be-married couple. So? Who might be on the way to having children soon. Children who might need a little help from a fairy as they grow up. You mean... You mean help from me? You're getting the idea. You think I could be a fairy godmother? Why not? Watch over their children? Impart wisdom? Make them beautiful clothes for the ball? The word of a fairy would be a gift more precious than any potion. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Thank you, Alba. I can't wait to tell the prince and princess. And that's where I need your help. Something's happened to Minzy. (gasps) Oh no, what? She's taken cloakweed and now she's in a deep, deep sleep. We have to work a spell to wake her. Okay, what do we need? One coffee bean. One coffee bean. A feather from the early bird. One feather. The first rays of dawn captured in amber. Check. One drop of the princess's blood. Coming up. One drop. We might need extra. Okay, one drop. The crow of a rooster. Got it. Here, one drop of blood. Smelling salts from the stinking sea of stank. (coughs) 
And finally, a whisker from a cat who has trodden on someone's privates every morning for 20 years. Yep. Good old mittens. Almost ready, Alba. Sagamus at Amos. Wow. Ugh. <coughs> it's certainly powerful. That would be the smelling salts. If this doesn't wake her up, nothing will. Hold her mouth open for me. Yep. <coughs> oh my. Oh my dear. Oh, yucky. What's that? Your Highness, don't try to sit up. Oh, goodness. Where am I? Is it true? It is! My prince! I was afraid I'd lost you forever! Darling, your tunic is all bloodied. Have you been hurt? They said you were dead, my love. I simply couldn't go on without you. You tried to kill yourself? Because of me? Yes! Oh, that was a bit silly. What if I were still alive? And you are, love. Well, then it was very silly of you. <laughs> I am silly, aren't I? You are such a silly. <laughs> but I'm your silly. My big silly, silly Prince Bully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Menzi, you do have the dearest smile. Mm -hmm. My only sorrow is that I cannot see it and kiss you at the same time. You could paint a picture. Oh, that would be silly. Yes. <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever. Pardon me while I go find a bucket to be sick in. Bring two. Are we all set? Is everyone alive and accounted for? Here, Uncle Kenther. The bride is in perfect health and the groom is healing quite nicely. And I have my team on hand in case of any emergencies. Your Majesty. Yes, Mr. Crankle? Dr. Crankle. My analysis of the residue confirms that it was indeed cloakweed, not croakweed. The mislabeling of the bottle certainly paints the house of healing in a poor light. My assistant's handwriting aside, we still don't know why Princess Minzy took the croakweed in the first place. That's true. Minzy, dear, why did you go looking for croakweed? Oh, that. It was... It was for my ears. Big ears are bad luck in Balgamar, you know. Oh, a ridiculous superstition. Who told you that? Prince Bulwark? Oh, no, he wouldn't. It was Auntie Parabel. Parabel? Yes, darling. Uh, Minzy says you told her to take croakweed. She said it was the only thing that would help. Well, it was her ears, you know. I heard Prince Bully's family whispering about them behind her back. Her ears. Balgamarian, they're called the horns of the demon rabbit. And I was told that croakweed would shrink them. Told by whom? It was Crankle. He specifically told me to recommend it. Your Majesty, I... Crankle? Explain yourself. I said no such thing. Please tell me you didn't suggest that my niece, the Princess of Mediocria, take a deadly poison to shrink her ears? Majesty... I did nothing to harm the princess. It, it was the queen! The jealous, fickle queen! Don't listen to him. He tried to kill Minzy. Alba was right. He is out to take over the kingdom. Really? Gunther, you can't possibly believe that I wanted to kill your darling niece. Oh, of course not. Gods, seize that man! Now, now just a moment, I'm... Now, get no, Crankle. What do you have to say? Your Majesty, I protest. Clearly, this is a case of... Oh, my, look over there. What? Apodidraske! He's gone! Escaped! Guards, search the palace. And the office of the Sorcerer General. I doubt you'll find anything. Where's he gone, then? I don't know. But I'm certain we haven't seen the last of Hellbard Crankle.
Morning, Holly. Good morning, Magnus. Gee, you're chipper. Are you feeling all right? Never better. See, Magnus, a royal wedding lifts everyone's spirits. As does the chance to say, I told you so, to the king and queen. Aren't you worried, though? Crangle is on the loose somewhere, probably with a big fat grudge. Oh, yes. But if I know him at all, he'll be biding his time before he makes a move. And when he does, I'll be ready. Maybe you should be teaching me some magic in case he comes back and I need to defend myself. I've told you. I'll teach you some magic as soon as you're done getting our patient records back in order from that explosion. Have you looked at our patient records lately? Yes. What about them? You didn't notice anything different? Well, I thought it seemed a bit easier finding everything. Right. When did you get all this done? Oh, in between my 700 other chores. So, how about it? A little magic training for your hard-working apprentice? Uh, Alba. All right. I suppose you've earned a lesson or two. Yeah. Go find a bottle of fireweed oil and a box of thumbtacks and meet me in the library. You got it, boss. Alba, these aren't really in alphabetical order, and these patient names are gibberish. I know. It looks like Magnus enchanted my pen and had it relabel everything. But you're really going to teach him magic? No. I'm going to teach him a lesson. Or two. In Wedding Bells, Episode 6 of Alba Salix Royal Physician, you heard Barbara Clifford as Alba Salix, Julian Sark as Magnus, and Olivia John as Holly and Princess Wilhelmina. With George Bertwell as King Gunther, Marisa King as Queen Parabel, Carter Siddle as Hellbard Crangle and the Minister, Abbas Hussein as King Rockhart. Elaine O'Neill as Princess Minzy, and Robert Francis as Prince Bulwark. Written and directed by Eli McElveen. Sound design and music by Eli McElveen, produced by Sean Howard. Associate producers Carter Siddle, Eric Portomos, Mark Fenwick, Josh Claver, and Dave Addison. If you enjoy the show, check out our Patreon. Supporters get weekly bonus content, early access to episodes, and an invite to our magical fan community on Discord. Look for the Patreon link at albasalix.com. Where's he gone, then? I don't know. But I'm certain we haven't seen the last of Hellbard Crankle. I believe I left a shoe in here. Could I just look around? Oh, wait, I'm supposed to be gone. I'm sorry. Keep the shoe. <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to the Strata. There's two of them following me. I know that for sure. You'll let me go. Oh, that's cute. The first bullet hits me in the chest, sends me staggering back a step. All right, you assholes. Jeff, look out! Ah!
Run! That's it! And spread the word! Don't mess with Rust! Ever! Anyone who tries is gonna... Ah, oh, forget it. The Strata. In a dystopian city, an aging courier is forced to go into business with an underworld ganglord in order to pay for the treatment that keeps him alive. Check out The Strata anywhere you listen to podcasts.